guys, how's it going? Is that a trick, yo-yo? Why isn't my yo-yo coming back up? Can you walk the dog? <laughs> the Offset Yo-Yo Podcast. Hey guys, how's it going? So, welcome to another episode of the Offset Yo-Yo Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Vu, two-time Australian national yo-yoing champion and yo-yoing YouTuber. So, today's guest, man, I am so excited to announce. And this is a person who I thought I would actually never get the chance to interview. But lo and behold, you generally get what you ask for. And I manned up, asked Hiroyuki Suzuki to be interviewed at the Asia Pacific Yo-Yo Championships. He said yes. And now I can basically announce today's guest is none other than four-time 1A world champion, Hiroyuki Suzuki. Hiroyuki Suzuki is, as I said, four-time world champion. He's also seven-time Asia-Pacific champion. He's the owner of Something, a premium yo-yo, uh, Japanese yo-yo brand that sells some of the most expensive yo-yos in the market. He's also the owner of Hiroyuki um, Fresh Things, which is a plastic yo-yo brand aimed at consumers outside of the yo-yoing world and he also runs yo-yo addict a uh a, a retail store um and yeah that's the general bio and he has been a massive influence on me and my yo-yoing style out of all the players i've ever looked up to hiroyuki suzuki would always be that he was the player you know how everyone always has their idol hiroyuki suzuki was mine and it, it, it was to the point where a lot of my tricks have their foundational inspirations from him. So, you know, I, I play with speed combos. I do the whole horizontal thing. I, I try to do a little bit of inverted stuff. That all comes from Hiroyuki Suzuki. Everything I did in my early career was just trying to emulate him. And anything so far is just trying to get to that point. So... This was a surreal interview for me. I go ahead and ask him all the things I've always wanted to ask him. Like, why does he wear sunglasses? Um, how hard he had to work, not just to become world champion once, but three times in a row. And what he did to ultimately reclaim his title. I ask him, um, you know, how he thinks about yo-yo in choreography, how he builds freestyles. And then we switch gears a little bit and I talk about the business side of things. So Hiroyuki Suzuki is also probably one of the, the brightest business minds in the yo-yoing world. And he has such a powerful personal brand. I ask him how he thinks about brand building, how he can sell yo-yos, um, how he designs his yo-yos, um, and how he lands these major collaborations with, with huge megastar brands like Fragment, Bape, Coca-Cola, the list goes on. So this is a very wide-ranging conversation. I try to ask him as many questions as possible. And Hiroyuki, um, he generally tries to answer them um, as succinctly as possible. So he doesn't speak very much and I tried to ask as many questions as possible, but this isn't a super long interview. It's about around 40 minutes. But anyway, I was super excited to have the chance to do this. Um, interviewing one of my idols was a surreal experience. So yeah, if you guys enjoy this, go ahead, share it online, you know, get people more, get more people onto the Offset Yo-Yo podcast. And without further ado, I present to you 
my very, very, very wide-ranging, super insightful conversation with four-time 1A world champion, Hiroyuki Suzuki. Hey, hello, Hiroyuki. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Um, before we begin, I just want to publicly thank you. You've been uh, probably my primary inspiration in yo-yoing. Thank you. Since, since I started. So uh, I thought I'd start off with a, with a light question. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a specific reason you wear sunglasses when yo-yoing? Um, basically to block the lights mm. from, from the stage. Okay. So I can see the string and you as well. Okay. Yeah. And is it is is that the main reason? Yeah. Okay. Do you do it? Is it? It's become like a critical part of your brand now as well, right? Yeah. Like it's it's like it's like my icon. No. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the intention when it first started? Um. Not really. But nowadays, <laughs> kid doesn't realize me if I'm not wearing sunglasses. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I'm not sure if this is true or not, mm-hmm. but I heard from a very reliable source with YouTube comments mm-hmm. that you were you were sponsored by Louis Vuitton to wear their sunglasses on stage. Uh, no. <laughs> that's not true? No. Okay. That's, uh, that, that's super interesting. Um, do you have a specific brand of glasses that you like to wear more than others that make it what what um, do you look for in a pair of glasses? I used to wear Louis Vuitton a lot because they use a different lens mm. from other brands. Okay. I could see string very, very well mm. through LV lens. Okay. But nowadays I'm wearing something very light. Okay. So it doesn't bother me wearing it. Okay. Um, does Are your lenses polarized? No. No, okay, so it's just normal lenses. Okay, that's that's something I've always wanted to ask okay. you. Um, so I want to kind of wind the clocks back a little bit, and I want to talk about um, way back in 2004. 2004, when you, okay. When you first won Worlds. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if this is true or not, but I've heard that you would prepare your three-minute freestyle an entire year before the contest. Is that is that true? Um, not really an <laughs> entire year, but I think it took like three to four months. Three to four months. Okay, that's that's still quite a long time compared mm. for most people. Um, so how did you practice leading up to two thousand and four? Back in two thousand four, first I decided music. Okay. Then I write down my routine on a paper. Okay. What do you write down? Like, just some words that I can know which trick. Okay. So you, you write down a trick sequence? Yes. Okay. So I can see, like, how many sideways, how many front combos, mm. and if it's uh, too much front combos, I make uh, it separate, something like that. Okay. That's actually, yeah, that's something really... Um, uh, Gentry Stein, oh. the world champion, he does something very similar to oh. that as well. Um, a question I wanted to ask you is, did you, because in 2004, you had a very animated, energetic mm-hmm. kind of vibe. Did you choreograph the poses and the yes. all that as well? Yeah. Were those written down or were those just... 
uh, mostly written down. Written down as yes. well. So you're like, okay, I'm going to look at the crowd at this moment. And... Yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. How how detailed is a is a plan written out? Uh, I think more than ninety percent. I I do every single move the same. Every single move. Yeah. Down to even walking on areas of the stage. Yes. Okay. This is something I wanted to ask you for a really long time. Do you, when you miss a trick, do you have a contingency trick that you do instead, or do you just miss the trick and move on? I just do miss the trick. Miss the trick. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess this is kind of related to the previous question, but what? How do you build a freestyle? If you were to if you were to give like a, a checklist or a steps to how to build a freestyle like Hiroyuki Suzuki, mm. what would the steps involve? First, I make a rough flow. Okay. Then... Sorry, what does the rough flow mean? Like, uh, the order of the <laughs> style. Okay. Let's say horizontal. Um... Speed combo, mm. front style. Yeah. Speed combo again, horizontal okay. again, something right. like that. Okay. Then I decide some important cue point to choreograph. Okay. The music. Have you already selected the music at yes. this point? Okay. Yes. So that be okay. Then I think I decide a detailed trick to mm. uh, match the music. Okay. But nowadays I <laughs> keep listening to music then suddenly I I could imagine what I'm doing ah okay then entire freestyle will be planned oh okay I guess after you've been competing for as long yeah, as yeah. you um so okay that's that's super interesting do you um you were s- you were probably one of the players that follows the beat mm-hmm. closest mm-hmm. Um, and you edit a lot of your music yes what software do you use to edit your music or do you edit it mm. what's the name uh, <laughs> um, I've always used the free software free software yeah. <laughs> now Virtual DJ? Virtual DJ? Think, yeah. Okay. Do you still edit your own music? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's... So, wow. That's awesome. But not much. Not much. Yeah. <laughs> Is, um, I remember in 2010, you used a, uh, a song that was like very... It was a very long song and you cut it. 2010. 2010 was... Uh, it's like... Was that K-pop or... I think it was the year where you first did uh, Circular Eli Hops. And there was that, like, Soundboy Thriller. Oh, Soundboy, Soundboy oh, Thriller. That was um, edited by M-Flo, not oh, me. Yeah. They edited it for yeah. you. And how did you develop that relationship? Um, first, I was a big fan of them. Mm. Then one of the singer who was featured by M-Flo yep. saw me on TV oh. and I dropped a comment on the on her MySpace <laughs> <laughs> then she messaged me at, like we have a concert with M-Flo do you want to come oh like okay and yeah she introduced me to them 
Oh, that's super awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think this is something I want to dig into a little bit deeper on that how you approach collaborations. But yeah, that's that's super interesting. Um, you touched on this before, but you you choreograph your freestyles very well. Like, what do you think makes a good choreographed freestyle? Mm. I. I usually watch the artist's concert video. Okay. And see how they move. And like which... h- how they walk on the stage, how they like how they move their hand. Mm-hmm. So I just try to synchronize with them. Which which artists? Uh, every okay. Every song. Like K-pop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, cuz I feel as if you kind of walk onto the stage with um a swag that not a lot of other players have uh-huh. um, and it, does that just come from emulating pop stars and yeah so let's say uh, in my freestyle if I walk to the right side mm. if you check the, their music video or yeah. the concert mm. the artist actually walk to the right side oh so do you do you look at how the song you were using how that was choreographed yeah. and that's inspired oh really yeah Okay, I didn't know that. Wow. Because they're they are professional. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's super. That's super interesting. Um, I have to ask. Uh, one year you used Lady Gaga. Yeah. Did were you inspired by how she moved as well? That one was AP, right? Yeah, AP. Uh, maybe a little bit, but yeah, not much because. I decided the music in the last minute. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, this is something I'm very curious about. Do you have any warm-up pre-contest rituals, routines that you do to get yourself in the zone? Um, I try not to practice too much. Okay. Yeah. Not practice too much on the day? On the day. How many... This is something I've actually always been curious about. A lot of players practice really, really hard, and mm-hmm. then they burn themselves out and mm. do a really bad performance. Like I, I usually don't really practice at the venue. At the venue. Yeah. Where do you like, practice? Like yesterday for the AP frame, I was sitting at the Starbucks for like two hours. Then <laughs> <laughs> practice for fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. Then went on stage, so I don't get too too tired. Too tired. Before I go okay. on stage. Um, and let's say like you're, you're preparing for Worlds and you're, you're grinding out like long practice days. Do mm. you have like two or three days where you'll stop practicing to kind of let it all soak in or was it just on the day you'll stop practicing? On the day. On the day. Okay. So the night before you're still up and practicing a lot? Yeah. yeah I could say yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this year it's different though. Yeah. But in, yeah. in, your, in your competitive prime, would that be yes, the case? Yes. Okay. Um, do you have anything else? Do you have anything weird? I know, just to give you an example, Marcus Co. he goes and gets himself a massage the day before oh. the contest. Do you have anything like that? Not really, but... Mm. <laughs> uh, one, of the, my, one of my secrets is I try to put a little bit of water on my glove. Before going on stage, really? Yeah. What? What? What's the reason for that? Because if the glove is too dry, yeah. I go too fast and I can't control. 
Really? Yeah. Oh, so you put how much water? Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we're talking just like a tiny drop of... Yeah, a tiny drop. Okay. And do you still use the cotton gloves? Yes. Okay. Um, so this is a pretty interesting question. What... So there are quite a few world champions out there. Mm-hmm. But what differentiates a world champion who wins once mm-hmm. versus a world champion who can win again and again? And I know you hang out with like Shinji and all that, so you're a part of a very elite group. Mm. I think it's just uh, if they have pride or not. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by pride? Like if they are satisfied with just winning once mm. or they... Like, I think it depends on their mind. Like, Shinji. Well, for you, like, what, why, why have you been able to win three times in a row and then another time versus? Oh, cause I, I just think if winning once, many people mm. did it before. Yeah, but no one won twice in single A in a in a row mm. so was that a, a main motivation yeah, for you? yeah okay um do you consider yourself to be talented? Mm, maybe I'm trying talented on working hard <laughs> <laughs> okay so do you do you think like do you think talent can play a role in, in yo-yoing or I guess yes okay but like let's say you could find someone um, who works equally as hard as you do you mm. think they do you think anyone can be world champion or do you think there needs to be a level of oh I think anyone can be a world champion if they work hard if they work hard yeah. okay um, okay so what does it take like what does what does a day in the life like when you were actively trying to win like how long were you practicing how how hard did you have to practice I practiced like until I can't stand. Until you can't stand. Like the ne- I when I practice really really hard, the next day when I wake up and try to stand up, uh, my foot too hard and cannot stand. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, what what would a day like that look like? Like, what would it involve? Like, a hundred freestyle run-throughs, a thousand Texas Cowboys? Like, what does that... (laughs) (laughs) I don't really remember, but uh, I practice as much as possible, like, all the free time, or I make free time as well. You make free time as well? Okay, that's... (laughs) that's, Yeah, I guess, if everyone would... Do you think you're the hardest worker in the game the years you won? The years I won, yeah. You work the hardest, yeah. so you wouldn't say talent played a role in that, or I uh, know, <laughs> no, okay, um, and yeah, that's 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 super interesting. I just want to kind of like dig into that like one more time. Like, is there a reason you practice super hard? Like, why? What's the ultimate motivation? Oh, I just want to win. <laughs> <laughs> Where does that come from? Like, uh, since it's. Com- contest and I was um, I was fo- focusing on the contest mm. so if I'm not winning yeah I didn't find any reason I'm competing <laughs> yeah 
but you know I you could argue that you know second place they also wanted to win and third place did you just want to win more yeah I didn't want to win second place or third place I, I don't count I count, count them as a win so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's first place or yeah. nothing ah uh, that's that's super funny so after this you, you go on a rampage you win 2004 2005 mm-hmm. and 2006 mm-hmm. and you're you're in a, a league of your own yeah, yeah. you know untouchable now the, <laughs> the greatest 1A player of all time undisputed uh-huh. um, and you don't have to answer this if you're not comfortable but in 2007 uh-huh. what did it feel like placing second for the very first time um I of course, I was happy to be a world champion for three years, but mm. I also felt many stress. Mm. So I was like, oh, finally it's end. And yeah. <laughs> now I have to practice more or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, did you, did that ever, did you ever think, did that ever like dampen your motivation? Mm, my motivation didn't really change. Okay. <laughs> Alright, sweet. Um, okay. So then, how how do you deal with losing? Because mm. for me, right, I, I, I mean, I, I, I didn't practice nearly as hard as I should have, but um, I didn't qualify pre- for prelims mm-hmm. for semifinals this year, and, you know, it, it sucks. You know, it, it's not a very pleasant experience. Mm-hmm. You kind of think, why am I yo-yoing if I'm not winning? So mm-hmm. how do you deal with and you've won a lot, but you've also come second quite a few times. Really? How do you bounce back from falling short, even when you work hard? Uh, I think chasing first place is easier than keep winning, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. You think that's the case? Yeah. Oh, that's that's... That's actually a very interesting way to think about it. Um, I enjoy the thrill of like the drive of competing more than the winning itself, or do you do you enjoy the winning more? Hmm? It, is it do you compete because you want to chase something, or do you compete to win? I compete to win. <laughs> okay, that's that's super interesting. Um, so in two thousand and twelve, mm-hmm. after after two thousand eleven, where you placed fourth. What did you do differently that allowed you to win that year? Uh, that was, year I started my own brand. Mm. In England, back then was very, very expensive compared mm. to other brands, Yo-Yo. Mm. So I have to prove Anglam is really good. And <laughs> at the same time, M-Flow actually made a music for my freestyle. Yeah. And yeah. it wasn't like editing, but they, music, they made the music from zero. Mm. So, I needed to win. <laughs> you needed to win. Yeah. Did you practice harder that year? Yeah. A lot harder. Yes. That would have been a lot of pressure, you know, with was. all of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, did, how much harder did you practice? Was that the hardest you've practiced since? Yeah, I think it was the hardest. Okay. Yeah, what, I hardest. what did a day in 2012 look like? When I received the music and I listened for the first time, I was like, oh no, I can't follow like this. <laughs> so after after I received music, that was like less than a month away. Oh wow. 
from Worlds. So and at that point, how how long did you plan your freestyles? I actually finished planning one week before the contest. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, the final version. Yeah. Okay, gosh, that would have been super scary. But as as many people notice, I I usually use the same trick mm. for many times. Yeah. So. It wasn't really hard to practice a trick, but mm. to practice the choreography was very, very hard. Yeah, the choreography yeah. was very hard. Yeah. So yeah, that and I, I remember watching the live stream, and I was like, yeah, this was a very difficult freestyle uh-huh. because the music was super fast. Yes. Yeah, and there were a few new tricks as well as well. Maybe. Mm. Okay. So I want to kind of switch gears for a second and I kind of want to talk about the business side okay. of everything um, you know you are you know not only are you like a multiple time world champion you're mm-hmm. also a, you're, you're regarded as a very savvy businessman mm-hmm. uh, like a very smart entrepreneur um, does that, what? does that make sense? like um like a very smart businessman. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 kind of like, and it's kind of shrouded in mystery. How did you develop your your business skills? Mm, I I didn't take any class on about business or something, but so I'm just just trying, <laughs> <laughs> just just by just by doing. Yeah. Um. Okay. Do you read any books on business or anything? Or no, no, no books or anything. Do you do you have a business mentor? Does someone do you do you ever go to someone for advice? Uh, I don't ask them for advice, but I look up to some yeah some people. Okay, who who would some of those people be? Oh, there are many. Like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all the all the brands all the uh, mm. people who I collaborate with mm. do you think like your taste in high end fashion has given you an edge in like marketing and branding yeah yeah definitely yes is that a lot of emulation what you've done with something yeah okay that was that was the next thing I was going to ask you something is such a such a powerful brand the mm-hmm. yo-yo in the world and you know the Anglam is yeah. more expensive than any other yo-yo mm-hmm. how do you go about building such a powerful brand um, when I started the brand I I think there isn't many brand actually designed by the players mm. maybe maybe there are some but not by world champion, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So I had a confidence. I can, I know <laughs> which yo-yo it's good to compete. Yeah. With so, I just try to make the yo-yo that I really like. Then I share to some of my friends, and they like mm-hmm. it too. So, but at this point, were you on Yo-Yo Jam? Like you'd already designed signature yo-yos. Yes. So, did you design the phenom and the phenomism? And it's like uh, Yo-Yo Jam made some prototype and sent it me over, and I tell them where to change. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what would you tell them? Like, I want more rim weight here, or yeah, something like that. Mm. But 
they actually didn't do everything. Okay. Like, so I was thinking like I could <laughs> make it better. Yeah. 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 Maybe there are reasons they didn't want to do or、mm. they didn't want to change. But if I make it by myself,、mm. I can make it as I like.、So. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I thought maybe it's going to be easier. <laughs> Um, and do you do all the design work for Anglam Yoyos?、Uh, for、yes. something Yoyos?、Yes. So all the CAD drawing and stuff is done by you? Yes. Okay. And then how do you go about learning that? Just. Oh, actually, I don't use CAD. Oh. I draw on paper, bring to the factory. And、oh, really? Explain to them, like, directory. Oh, wow. Okay.、Yeah. But how do you get the measurements precise then? Measurement precise. So, like, well, I mean, from, from my perspective, like, whenever I send a design over to a factory, they're like, okay, but we want to make this rim like a millimeter to the left because otherwise it'd be too difficult、mm. to. How do you do that if it's just on paper? First, they make a sample. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then when I throw,、mm. I can、oh. understand. You can understand.、Yeah. Okay, so you don't do any CAD, it's just all on paper. Yeah. Do you. Is it freehand? Do you use rulers or? Freehand. Wow, freehand. So, where do you get the inspiration for your yo yo designs?、Mm. Most of my yo yos look similar, I think.、Mm. Yeah. So, first I made、uh, Super Fry. Yep. Then Angle.、Mm. Now, Anglam and Anglam Pinnacle, everything is just. Yeah. Is Based on angle.、Mm. So, yeah. I don't really need a inspiration. inspiration.、Yeah. That's fair enough. But I think the yo yos themselves don't change a lot, but the marketing behind them is、mm. very, very different, very sophisticated. How do you go about marketing a yo yo?、Mm. It's a difficult question. I, <laughs> as I said, I'm just trying. <laughs> yeah, you're just trying. Do you, do you have a. a So let's say you know, there's, a, there's a new yo yo coming out,、mm. and、um, what's the first thing you'll think about when trying to promote it?、Mm. Maybe. Very hard. <laughs> <laughs> the one time I did was、uh, when. The girls' generation was very, very popular、mm. in Japan. Yeah. On the same day, I released the very first Anglam version CC.、Ah. They released a new song.、Oh. So I was checking their marketing very.、Ah. Um, mm. So what I did is when they posted a photo. Yeah. The teaser photo.、Uh-huh. I posted one photo. Oh, okay. When they posted like 30 seconds video,、mm. I post 30 <laughs> seconds video of Christopher Chia. Ah,、That's、okay. Like,、uh, yeah. Then it worked. So <laughs> on the very first day, we sold out. Oh, wow. Okay.、Yes. And、um, what was the benefit to that? Was it just a, a good structure to promote, I guess? And we have players. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That, that's another question.、Um, I'm, I'm very curious about how do you go about selecting the something team? It's a very competitive.、Mm. First, I think I understand the contestant player very well because I compete as well.、Mm. 
So I know how they feel. I know、mm. how they prepare. Yeah. How hard they practice. So, and I, of course, they understand me too. So, yeah. I just talk to them, and if they have the same mind or、mm. same direction they want to go, okay. I just ask them if they want to be in our team.、Mm. Is there something you look out for?、Um, Like, let's say this person practices really hard and is very friendly in the community. That's. Yeah, first, firstly, they need to be a good person. Okay. <laughs> good enough, yeah. yeah. Fair. And、uh, professional enough. Okay, what do you mean by professional? Like, don't do too much silly stuff in front of people or something <laughs> <laughs> like that. Keep, keep, keep with the,、uh, the cool something brand. Uh. At least they don't make a bad inference to、okay. young, younger people. Okay.、Mm. And、um, then, yeah, when does, when does playability or technical or competition rankings, when does that kind of factor in? We don't really have a guide. It's <laughs>、so, not really a guy, yeah. yeah. But who, who chooses, who, who has the ultimate say on the team? You? Yeah. So. <laughs> I choose someone I think cool and who have good influence.、Mm. And、uh, good vibe. Good vibe. <laughs>、yeah. I've noticed that all the something players have.、Um, Quite an expensive taste in fashion. Is that intentional or? Oh, I think it's. <laughs> <laughs> What is that like? That just happens when you go inside yeah, the yeah, team. Yeah. Because、yeah. Hajime, Chris Chia, yes. everyone, like, leaving, everyone's got a taste in fashion, right? Yeah, Hajime was just a normal kid in the very, <laughs> very beginning, but he got interested in sneakers and fashions. <laughs> I think it's all because of the seniors like Christopher or、mm. Liminu, Luzu.、Okay. Yeah. I think it's one of the good influences, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you, actually, this is a question. How much thought do you put into what outfit you're going to wear before a competition? Because back in the day, you had、mm. pretty exotic outfits. I remember the red vest and the.、Mm. It depends on the song. Depends on the song? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, there were years where you wore like Phenom t shirts as well. So, oh, but it had the M Flow glasses, right? And I. Swarovski crystals on the、okay. t shirts, yeah. On the t shirts, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's all methodically thought out. Yeah. Sweet. Okay, I think the last thing I want to touch on is、um, collaborations.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so you briefly mentioned in an interview with Cheng how you would send、uh, love letters to Hiroshi Fujiwara.、Mm. Um, could you elaborate on that a little bit more? How did you develop a relationship with.、Uh, With Fragment?、Um, especially Fragment, but not only Fragment, but many of the、yep. fashion brands, or maybe not only fashion brands, many brands,、yeah. they want to work with the expert. Okay. So for them, I am a <laughs> yo yo expert. You are the, yeah, the, the yo yo expert. So.、Um, How do I say?、Uh, 
very hard to uh, <laughs> explain in English. Uh, so, can you break down the question? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, let's just start off with how did you develop a relationship with Fragment? How did you? Because from an outsider point of view, mm. you see Fragment and it's a very exclusive brand. Yes. It's a very well-known guy. It's a very difficult guy to get mm. in contact with. Um, and, you know, you're, you're incredibly well-known in the yo-yo scene. Mm-hmm. But how do you develop a relationship with someone who's a bit or perceived to be, uh, like, higher level than you? Maybe it goes back a little bit. But mm. as you mentioned, I wear some... Uh, unique outfit on, yeah. on the contest on on, on a media. Mm. It's because I want to be outstanding. Okay. Uh, compared to other Yuri player. Yeah. So when they see the <laughs> overview, yeah, I'm kind of eye catching. Yeah, yeah. So that was my branding. Mm. So and I had titles like mm. world titles. Yeah. So, so you just reached out, yeah. Mm. And was he like, yeah, absolutely, I, I totally want to make a yo yo. Oh, it took like a few years. Oh wow, yeah. really? And because, what? Because he's a person like when he's his idea mm. comes, he will make. Okay. Yeah. So I contacted him like a few years ago. Yeah. Then he didn't respond for a while. Then mm. suddenly he sent me the design. Oh wow! Yeah. Did you send him any emails in the meantime? Did you be like, "Hey, I sent you an email"? Uh, Did no. you? Oh, you didn't. <laughs> I don't want to push. <laughs> don't don't want to push. Yeah. So you just sent one email, and then out of the blue, he replied to you. Yeah, I met him. Awesome. Yeah. How did you meet him? At the some reception party. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so I think just going from a more high-level approach, mm. what do you think makes a successful collaboration? To be as professional as the collaborator. <laughs> to be as professional as a collaborator. Yeah, like, let's say if a fashion brand collaborating with us, they mm. are professional in fashion and design, mm. and I have to be a professional in, in making yo-yo. Okay. And um, present how the yo-yo looks. Okay. Yeah. Would you collaborate with with anyone? Like, let's say, uh, I don't know, hers, Mountain Dew or Red Bull approaches something. Would you? It's a bit. Uh, it's gonna be hard because I'm doing it with Coca Cola. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. How do you land these like solid? Like they're so out of the yo-yo world. Like mm. how do you how do you get in contact with such high profile people? Well. A couple of the non-yoyo player, yeah, but who is working with those companies, okay, knew me uh, through internet or something or TV. Okay, then he actually searched online and he found out yoyo addict, mm. and he, I think he told me he looked at some of the yoyos and. Uh, T-shirts I made mm. and the look of the website. Mm. He felt uh, I could go along with that test. Okay. So, yeah, he oh. contacted me. Okay. 
so it's has it been how much of it has been you reaching out to them versus them reaching out to you did Bape Reese reach out to you or basically when I start uh, collaborating with Fragment mm. I get introduced to many ah, friends okay so so it's just it all started with yeah, Fragment yeah. and the love letter and the yeah. very patiently waiting to yeah. um, have a thing okay awesome um Thank you very much for Thank this. Thank you. This has been an awesome time. Do you have a final ask of anyone in the audience? Do you have any final parting advice for anyone either thinking about business or thinking about yo-yos or just trying to um, trying to improve themselves? Um, just do what you really like. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Thank you very much for doing this. I'm Thank so you. grateful. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, that was the interview with Hiroyuki Suzuki Um, and it was super insightful. I think the main things, the the main key points, I've listened to this interview multiple times and the main things I got away from it was one, uh, what hard work actually looks like. I don't think in my entire yo-yoing life have I practiced so hard that I couldn't stand the next day. I, I don't know how hard you'd have to practice in order to do that, but I've never even come remotely close. And that was the first kind of like mindset shift. The second thing was, and it was a bit of a passerby comment, but when he was talking about music choreography and how he would emulate the 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 da- the music videos of the songs he was using and create choreography around that and i think that was super useful that's a super interesting kind of idea that that kind of gets spread around a lot what well, that that i've never even heard before so that was something interesting so you know next 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 song i use i'm going to take a look at the music videos and get a gist for for how the dance routine looks and i think the final thing the final thing was this idea of emulation. So I was surprised when he said, no, I don't read any books. No, I don't read any, um, no, I don't have any like explicit business mentors. I just learn by doing. And he learns by doing like one by doing, but he also learns by observing other people and kind of absorbing what he, he likes and doesn't like. And I think that's a surefire way to kind of do things faster because you're not learning how to do something. You're just trying to emulate something and you do it in your own flair. So I think those were the main things I got from that interview. And again, he he answered it really succinctly. Um, Looking back over it, it's like I was doing most of the talking, but I think I definitely got a lot of value out of that. So yeah, that's it from me. Um, how did I do as an interviewer? Did I do did I do well? Did you guys want more of Hiroki Suzuki? I'd love to have him back on the show, but I just don't think, you know, we'll see. We'll see. And that's that. So yeah, any comments, questions, criticisms, post them down below, share this with a friend, and I will see you lovely people next time.